Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Next In Line podcast brought to you by the RFK Refugee Sports Network. In the booth today, you got <laughs> in the booth, you got the the two Adams, uh, as you hear, um, ginned up and ready to talk to you about some preseason action and rumors and fun. So let's get it on. Heck yeah. So um, since our last episode, I believe there's been a number of did we cover the, the Florian Valo? Not to spoil anything. Um, yes, we did. We that's right. even kind of named our episode after him, even yes. though as uh, RFK uh, had warned me that uh, it hits the SEO. But I was just, you know, I thought it fit considering uh, a <laughs> third of our a third of our roster now speaks French. So there we go. Yeah, that's perfect. Then. <laughs> um, OK, so, yeah. So then the most recent signings, we've got we got two new signings since then, one of which uh, for the, the Richmond game was was listed as player to be announced. Um, but let's yeah. we'll get into all that stuff. Um, I mean, there's yeah, player to be announced, player to be determined, player who is here but not here in a material realm. I right? Mean, yeah. Just they just keep expanding terminology. I thought it was just trialist. <laughs> so if you follow the frustrations that exist across the social media world, uh, there there's a lot of that, and there's protections. Yeah. Um, they say it's strategic reasons. I think it has to do with uh, you know, like the the players' association rules and regulations. But um, oftentimes you'll see like, oh, starting at left back is Kwame Aua. Starting at center back is player trialist. Starting at center back, player to be announced. Well, the Richmond game, the back line is exactly that. And um, the trialist, we don't know who that was still. Uh, I think there's some, some theories. I, I'm not sure at all. Uh, the player who was to be announced got announced, and that was uh, Jacob Erlinson. Um Yeah. So, yeah, Jacob Erlinson, who's... Uh been with the columbus crew too for the past couple of years he was even yep. fun fact uh i looked this up he was actually drafted in 2022 at uh, number 40 overall you know who came right after him alex nagy who was there a current uh, loud midfielder and also i found out uh, going skimming down that same draft roster number 69 uh former dcu draftee and former loud in uh, midfielder skage Siemensen. Oh, there we go. The, and, the, the Detroit yep, guy. Yep. And now with Detroit, we love you, Skage. And you one more, because I, I had to keep scrolling down because I just interested all the way down at number 85 for the compensatory pick from Chicago. Um, Giannis Learman, who you might there recognize you as our current one of our current starting center backs or protected maybe. starting center backs. Yeah, I would say maybe so, right? yeah. unknown. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into that. that in a moment. But yeah, that's <laughs> so, so that's uh, you know four players, three of whom currently on the roster, will all come from the same uh, 2022 draft class. So something that's interesting because uh, I'm not high on the MLS draft at all. I don't think it yeah. really provides the best quality. Um, I think yes. it can. I think that DC has been pretty good at selecting talent through the, the yeah. draft. Uh, I mean, but... hey, last year Aiden Rocha, they uh, sent him down to Loudon, and he was a he was a uh, reliable starter for us for yeah. a while. And yeah, this and year now... they this year they've signed, as we've said in the previous episode, two of their four picks. One of them is all another one is already playing USLC though, unless something happens at the eleventh hour. I'm assuming he's sticking around Sacramento. <laughs> Yeah, they did not offer a contract to one. Another one already plays for another team, so it kind of like yeah. just buy, they they drafted the rights to him. The other two did sign yeah. contracts with DC, but either way, so back to Jacob Erlinson. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I'll be honest with you, not a lot that is out there on him. He's not played a ton of minutes, uh, including for Columbus Crew 2. He played 25 games, 270 total minutes, had great ratings for them, played well when he did play, but mm-hmm. just wasn't very stellar all around. Um, I think of those games, at least maybe last year, only started – well, I, th- I might be looking at the, the wrong stats. I might be looking at the playoff stats, but I don't think he played a ton of minutes. Oh, 90, 90, 90. I'm looking at him now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not a lot of information out for him um, in the last few seasons. So, you know, like I said, like you said, Columbus Crew 2. It was on the Columbus Crew roster. I don't know if he got any minutes for them. Um, the, to the my team... knowledge, he did not. He was mostly in the MLS next pro side. Yeah, the the team is super super high on him, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's looking like he is potentially going to be that that starting center back position. You know, mm-hmm. in in your and I minds, you know, who partners alongside uh Giannis Lehrman. But uh, mm-hmm. remains to be seen how good he is. You know, is he um another Bryce Washington that kind of is a good fill in, or is he potentially one of those guys? who was just a, a massive talent at an MLS side that didn't fit well and is going to succeed um, down here at the USL Championship down here, but, you know, next tier down. So, yeah. Of course. It's time uh, will tell when, uh, you know, we see them begin uh, playing in earnest. Absolutely. And, and, you know, following the trend of, of signings this year, we are not the youngest team in the league anymore. Jacob Erlinson is 24 years old. You know, Florian wow. Delano, most recent signing before him was 31. You know, these are not 19-year-olds we're signing anymore. Um, these are hmm. people who, you know, players who've been around, they they they've played professional minutes. Um, so mm-hmm. to me that is probably the biggest value added in, yep. in all of it. So and we've got a couple of other internationals who are on their way as we'll get into. That's right. Yeah. And so speaking of which, the, the next big signing, the name that I don't know that anybody was tracking. Um, I certainly he was not on, you know, I, I, I had heard some I, some guesses around Erlinson. I'd seen, you know, some some idea that he had been been touted by Loudon. But the the most recent signing, Riley Bidoui, Bidoui, Bidoua. I thought it was Bidoua, but that might be the French Bidoua. reading. Bidois. Bidois sounds good. Um, we'll go with that until uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, until we'll Riley or somebody else from the team uh, corrects us. Um, the <laughs> the like stupid pronunciation, American pronunciation, would be Riley Bedois, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, uh. So yeah, he's signing from Dan Dan Denong Dan Denong SC City SC, excuse me, which is a team in the second tier of Australian soccer. Now, if you're um, listening to this from the 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 team, the Loudon team, and you remember the press uh you press point you made, you you mixed up your um flags and you called it uh, a team in New Zealand. No, he is a New Zealand international um, yeah. who has played for the New Zealand international team. Technically, um, the U twenty ones from what I found, but it still counts. Yes, I thought he got a bench spot for um. I don't think he capped, but I think he got a bench spot for mm. the the senior team. But Maybe. That doesn't say a ton. It's not. No offense to New Zealand. They're not. They're not top in in OFC. I think they're in OFC. They're they are the best team in the OFC, but unfortunately, they're also the first to you know run smack dab into a wall when they have a playoff with whoever. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Whoever drops the third or fourth place from the Concacaf region. And so for for the, yeah. those of you who are not familiar, OFC gets a half a bid to the World Cup. I think that changes in yeah. twenty twenty six. I think they get one and a half, but. 
um, they consistently have a play-in match with like the fifth place team in either Conan Bowl or CONCACAF. Either way, they, you don't see them very often yeah. in the World Cup. Um, but um, he's coming from the second tier of Australian soccer. What does that mean? Not really sure. Um, yeah. But I can also point out that as the team has that he scored six goals in uh, three consecutive uh or to be combined in three uh, U21 games. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I got to be pedantic and point out that five of them came in a game against Fiji's U21 side. So yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to fare against, you know, tougher competition here. But mm-hmm. it's but it does show promise that he can, you know, that he's hungry to score and he, want, he clearly wants more than just what he's been getting against OFC competition. Yeah, and... He shows a lot of things. I think he's one of these young these young signings, kind of like Panos was last year. I think Panos got a little, a little bit older, but he's 21. <laughs> um, I, I think he provides a little bit of depth for Khalil Almedkar, you know, on the right wing. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So, and, and his position is a little bit in question, right, as as most young attackers are. Like, where is he going to fit in? Um, I think Fatmob has him listed as a right winger. I think that's where he played more for, like, Wellington Phoenix when he was on their squad, uh, which is a, a pretty darn good Australian uh, first-tier side. Um, played a lot for their B side as well for like three or four years. Uh, I think that he he may he may kind of slot in as like a Zach Ryan center forward type position, kind of a smaller center mm-hmm. forward. Um, it, it remains to be seen, but there's only upside with this kid. You know, obviously yeah. he's been scouted. He wasn't a name that was pulled out of a hat. Um, so excited to see what we got in 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 Riley Bedois. Mm-hmm. But, also, um, have you seen my hat? I think somebody took the names from it. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, oh uh, well, I am uh, getting a notification as we're on the podcast right now at noon. Uh, we like to make jokes that at noon, uh, that the team announces things noon here on Friday. Uh, Nanan Hassan Landry just got transferred to New oh. Mexico United. So, well, um, that's as you're breaking news, yeah, as you're listening to this, you probably already know this bit of information, but. That uh, opens up. It's literally came out seconds ago when we're taping this. Amazing. They're they're trading an international roster spot, which I think is valued at about $20,000, I think, maybe Mm. $10,000, to New Mexico United. And uh, it can be returned by July 1, 2024. So that's interesting. So it's good to see uh, Loudon actually doing their own business, not just DC United's business. Yeah. Um, I find that very unfortunate. I had a whole bit about uh, our midfield and how I thought it was in a good place. I, I don't think so as much anymore. <laughs> um, that Because uh, he was a key uh. component to it, even if he wasn't a starting component. Um, but there we go. Uh, that tells me that Alex Negi is healthy. Um, or I hope it does. Yeah. And that, that, that we're going to be able to maybe line Gavin Turner up on a pro contract. But um, yeah, I'm mean, ideally that means they they have somebody with uh, you know American citizenship or green card coming in if they're giving away that international slot for now. So international spots can be purchased in the USL Championship. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so there was a there was a player. I don't know if I should say his name. Uh, a younger brother of a of a Premier League player a year a couple of years ago, maybe last year, who was mm. potentially looking to get a spot. He was trialing with the team, and the the older brother was more than willing to pay that like ten, twenty thousand dollar uh, international roster spot uh fee. And so either way, there's ways around that. Not a big deal, but um interesting nonetheless. Yeah. But uh in, in the sense of time, continuing on, um yeah. 
The only other signing that hasn't been announced yet, but there's a lot of rumors going around. I think it's being uh, pretty much finalized is the uh, the the number 10, the one of the, the star players for the Ethiopian national team, whose name is Surafel Dagnachu. Yeah. Um, Though it hasn't been announced officially by the team, but yesterday from when we're taping this, uh, multiple reporters on D.C. side and in Ethiopia said that he was boarding up the flight. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, so unless there's that flights being redirected and nobody told me mm-hmm. about it, that he's probably coming here. Yeah, he may be an announcement at the Jersey unveiling, which is this evening for the club. Um, yeah. So he's coming out of Fasil Kanema, I see, which is yeah. in the top flight of Ethiopia. Um, you know, he's got some highlight reels online if you want to look him up. You know, he's he certainly seems flashy. Uh, not really sure what to expect out of him, but he is a very experienced player. He can play in a lot of different positions. He can distribute the ball well. So mm-hmm. excited! And Loudon clearly saw him some of his skill when he scored a goal against us in that uh, friendly last year. Against us? <laughs> yeah, it was a friendly. Oh. Uh, Ethiopia, the national team, played against yes. Loudon. I knew that they played at the friendly um, against. Uh, another Africom team. I don't. I don't. I guess I forgot that they played friendly against us. Yeah. So yeah, I think they've been on his um on his tail. I guess for a while. I've been. They've been tracking him for like a year, couple years, maybe even before then. I think it was part of the press of why they wanted Ethiopia to come and play that national match. Um, yeah. But yeah. So so that sums up. That's that's the incoming, uh, including one more incoming. Um, the next line uh, uh we want to talk about is the departures, but you just heard one, which is um. <laughs> yeah, Nanan Landry Husu. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. Uh, that was arguably one of our best players. Uh, arguably in contention for well, definitely it wasn't contention for player of the season last year. Um, mm-hmm. And if it hadn't have been for the like monumental amount of yellow cards he accrued, probably would have taken that uh, over <laughs> Khalil Elmedkar. So um, that's a bummer. But um, we'll have to reach out to our friends over at Somos Moss and see what their thoughts are about mm-hmm. um, that, that partnership and, and him coming out there. Cause he can be a, a super anchor um, and an attacking mid fit for any, any solid Western conference side. Um, the mm-hmm. other departure, which isn't really technically a departure from us is Gasal Somake, who was a free agent for a while, officially signed for Las Vegas lights. If you're not tracking the USL championship news right now, Las Vegas lights was recently acquired by, Yet another uh, big sports name uh, guy, you know, fella. Similar to how like Attain Sports is, is like bringing in, you know, big sports names. Um, and they had been pretty much non-existent in the transfer market for the longest time, for the first like month and a half of the year. And then like this mm-hmm. week, they just signed everybody else that was out there, um, a ton of big names, and suddenly went from probably the worst positioned team in the Western Conference to now arguably title contenders. Um, oh, that's quite a turnaround. I that's my opinion. No, nobody else is saying that, but um, <laughs> Kasasomake very easily could start on a, on a weekly basis and um could could demonstrate to DC United what they let walk out the door. Could demonstrate mm-hmm. to Loud United what they what they didn't invest in. Um, I, I imagine he wanted a starting spot, and that's probably Kwame's to hold on to. But we yeah. learned last year that Kwame, uh, you know, can be injured, and we lost him all season long. So hopefully, yeah. we don't um. We don't regret that, but uh, yeah, it, it and is, Samake uh, filled in pretty well while in uh, in uh, was absence, and then unfortunately, when he got uh, called up to DC, who had their own troubles at left back, then that left us without a left back. And, uh, yeah, they had some legal yeah. troubles and some other departures. Yeah, at left back. So, I mean, I, I would say he didn't just 
fill in well. I think he was one of the best left backs in the league and at the our first few weeks of the season. Um, mm-hmm. He was probably our best player overall rating-wise. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Zach Ryan was knocking in goals left and right, he was probably our best player. He His partnership mm-hmm. with Ryan was great. He was just up and down the left side of that field. Mm-hmm. Um, and Incredibly was truly, fast, incredibly good at defending that wing. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and kind of stepping into the midfield and playing that inverted uh, wing-back yeah. role that uh, – or inverted fullback role that, that, that um, Ryan Martin prefers. So mm-hmm. that's a bummer. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I like to do a little like misconnections. I've talked a little bit about like, you know, those players that we were we were touting and going after that we didn't sign. Um, some of them were kind of a joke, but Prince The ones Sadie, that got away, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The mis- yeah, misconnections. There's like a <laughs> Craigslist section. Um <laughs> Prince Sadie was a name I had heard floated around, uh, but he signed for Rhode Island FC. I think a lot of people wanted him. Um, that Rhode Island signed is, is not gonna be bad this year because of that. Mm. Um, we were gunning for Adrian Bilhart, I believe, toward the end of last season, but he went off to Richmond Kickers. Evan Conway uh, went to North Carolina FC. They've got a program that they are being serious about. They won the USL yeah. one last year, and they are in a position to really contend in the Eastern Conference this year. Um, not good that we play them, I think, as our first home game, I believe. Yeah. Um, Got to hand it to North Carolina. Even though we don't have officially promotion relegation, they've made it work on their own. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, right. That, that did work out nicely. Uh, I know that Blake Baudelaire was a name that was floated around, but he signed for Tampa Bay. Um, and then the last name I heard kind of toward the end of last season was Isaiah Parente, who mm-hmm. who just shredded us in that game in the, uh, yeah. the U.S. Open Cup for uh, Columbus crew. Um, but he was always a youngster. It kind of was on the on the – cusp with that Columbus crew roster well they released him they didn't uh they did not exercise mm-hmm. his his contract at the end of the season and LA Galaxy snapped him up and so Dang. he's been getting I would a lot have of loved minutes. to see Parente here same same I think he would have yeah. been a high potential kid but I think that his contract requirements were probably outside of what what Loudon was willing to pay so it would have had to have been yeah. a loan um which means he's maybe, maybe maybe still not out of the question but I don't know if we have the connections with LA that we have obviously with Columbus I don't know um, maybe if Gordon Wilde's still around there maybe <laughs> Oh man, that's a name drop. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's talk about the the roster and what we still, who we still need, what kind of position, um, gaps we still have. Uh, you know, right now the last two home game or home preseason matches, whatever we call them, they they've pretty much been the exact same lineup. At the mm-hmm. top of the tee is is Zach Ryan. Uh, Francois on the left, Elmedkar on the right, Florian Velo is right below them, um, mm-hmm. and the midfield's anchored by McCabe and Skundrich. I think that's that's as good as it gets right there. I think that's so that is below is the number ten in this case. I, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. kind of floating around. I think he can kind of step into those wing roles as needed, um, whereas Skundrich can kind of drop into the fullback roles as they are needed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on the right. You know, they they Martin said from the outset that Tingy was a starting caliber right back, and um, despite his uh, the lacking pedigree that you can you can't really see much about him, they've held to that. He has started, I believe, at right back for all of the home games, or also, I keep saying home games, all the preseason matches. Um, and we always kind of knew at left back it was Uwa, right? Um, yeah. So the question was center back, and you got Learman, um, but we haven't seen him in a single preseason match that i'm aware of mm-hmm. i don't think so so i'm not sure if he's nursing an injury or or maybe he's heading out the door too like uh like landry just did yeah 
Um, I don't know. I thought didn't they just give him an you know an extension? So I'd hope not. I think so, but you know they obviously did the same with with Landry. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, and then <laughs> Erlinson maybe is a potential. You know, I think Ethan Pendleton came off mm-hmm. the bench in the most recent Richmond Kickers match. Yeah. Um, is Turner is Turner playing a DM or a CB right now? Yes, both. <laughs> I I don't know. You know, I think he's he he did a lot better at center back, but it's not his his preferred position. Uh, last season they, they were sending him further up the field than I think I prefer as well. I, I'm not sure, but uh, in my mind going in was, yeah, it was going to be Cole Turner, Giannis Learman. That's how we started the season last year. That was great. Mm. Um, but we never really got back to that. So maybe it's Giannis Learman, Jacob Erlinson and, and, um, Turner is, is depth. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just is kind of that rotate with, with McCabe. Um, there's a player to be announced. Hopefully that is going to be a center back. Um, I really hope so because, I yeah. I just don't love the way that this currently looks. This back line. I don't. I would. I would prefer some depth. Depth at left back. I at right back. You got a yeah. couple players that can play there. Velo can play in like a right wing back. I don't think you mm-hmm. want to waste him there. Skundrich played a lot for Colorado Springs at, at right back. I don't want to waste him there. But yeah, I, I think Skundrich is depth. more of a midfielder, maybe D mid. But I yeah. don't know if I. I don't know if I'd trust him on the back line. Yeah. Well, he did. He did really well there for Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um. I just. I don't want to waste him there. I think he's a he's a box to box midfielder. I think he's a mm. he's a true number eight. Um, and I don't want to yeah. waste him there. So, um, I'm sure even McCabe could could you know deputize there, but I don't want that. I want I want another one at least one signing at at yeah. depth for fullback. Um, who can mm-hmm. really really fill in as needed, uh, ideally on either side. That's mm-hmm. a really hard fun, person to find. Um, and, and then uh, we start got, to get yeah. into the Jace Clarks. Yeah, and that's I guess I'll jump in here on that note because uh, one thing I did notice is uh, Ethan Pendleton was uh, spotted in the training camp and preseason down in Bradenton. Yeah, and, and, and he, he got minutes. And he's a yeah he's a wing back uh, with the DCU 17s. So, or I guess oh, he might he might have he might have aged into 19s. I'll have to check, but the point still stands that. If that's a signing they want to go with and, uh, you know, it would be close to home, then he's available. And he did, uh, he has gotten some looks from the first team as well, though I yeah. haven't heard if anything come came from that yet. Same with Graham Jones, for that matter, though he was more directly in DC United's uh, camp. But uh, there's been that. There's, I think you've mentioned before, but Gavin Turner been, uh, you know, He's recovered from his injury last year, and he's been playing uh, some preseason matches with uh, Loudon as well. And yep. um, though not a def- though not a defender, more of a you know attacking midfielder or winger, but still uh, you know seen some pretty cool stuff from him. And I'd love to see if him offered a full contract if that's uh, in the cards. And uh, on a related note. But uh, Alessandro Nino Maldonado, I saw his name pop up in one of Loudon's uh, tweets about their last uh, preseason game. That's right. Though he didn't, he didn't get uh, much of a mention outside of the few time, few episodes I might have brought his name up because he's been, uh, you know, mentioned as a possible U seventeen uh, uh, midfielder for, I believe, it was Honduras, um, and other related to Honduran teams who were, you know, at least were sniffing around with the, uh, when the DCU 17s were playing. I don't know if anything's come of that, but all the more reason I say to, you know, if the opportunity is there and to maybe give him a look, see 
And I guess we're still waiting on that note to see what Isaac Espinal can do because he uh, unofficially graduated from the academy, was given a contract directly from Loudon a couple of years ago. And uh, though he's mostly been played as a garbage time filler. So it's, yeah. the jury's still out on whether or not he, how good he is right now. And so Maldonado and, and uh, Espinal are, are further up the field players. I mean, maybe yeah. Espinal can convert into a, like a right wing back or a right back kind of position um but traditionally he's kind of played on the right side of the field at the top yeah. of the box um and, and Maldonado is tra- is is I can't yeah, say he's more of a number he's more of an attacking or, midfielder exactly, from what yeah. I've seen um but so yeah you know Pendleton it's interesting that he's been playing at, at, at right back or he's been playing on the wing because um he's always played you know through the academy mostly at center back um he's got mm-hmm. the size you know whatever but um it's interesting I don't know really what what this means what we're looking at I, I think you know, there's a sensational signing I'd love to see is, is uh, you know, coming back from his, his amazing time at, at Clemson and, and being one of the captains for Clemson. I'd love to see Adam Lundegaard. Oh, yeah. Uh, we love you back, Adam. Yeah. So we can have I the think, three loud Adams. Sorry. I think that he was um, unrefined in his first tour at Loudoun. I think that, you know, he's obviously uh, matched that, but he could probably do better than us maybe right now. So, yeah. um, but either way, we'll continue on because we're, we're running short on time here. Um yeah. And I want to just run real quick through the results of the preseason match because we don't really know much else about this. So um, <laughs> the the first one was the Chicago Fire match. We lost five to one. That's all we know. Um, they had a highlight reel on Chicago's website if, and their social media if you want to watch it. Um, oh, you know, Hugo, Yeah, Hugo got chipped pretty early um, from his left. Kwame got burned on that. Uh, Valo, Khalil, Landry, Skundrich, they all featured, I think, Ryan, too, in that video. Uh, we played Barcelona SC. Um, not not FC. Uh, and a win, three yeah. one. We got goals, uh, two from Khalil Medkar and one from Zach Ryan, unknown, who provided those. Yeah, assists. Barcelona of Ecuador. They were all there over we this uh, preseason game, but uh, yeah, Loudon just kind of waited until it ended and then gave us the uh, score line. And they added that late to the uh, the schedule. Yeah. Um, the, I, they yeah. They also had a game against Aztecs FC. I don't know if that ended up getting played. Maybe they got replaced by Barcelona. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but either way, uh, had a had a preseason game against NCFC, North Carolina FC. Unknown. No no information on that, how that went. <clears throat> um, played Pittsburgh Riverhounds in a 1-2 loss. Uh, I think it was tied at the half. Goal from El Medcar. So again, from El Medcar. And uh, assist came from Tingy. And then most recently, we had a game against Richmond Kickers, which was ended in a 2-2 draw. We had goals from Valo and Erlinson, and assists mm. came from El Medcar and Awuwa. Unknown. Uh, and the next match, I think we've got a game uh, against... Uh, who do we have next? We have one this weekend. It's Let's see. Philadelphia this says Union the Philadelphia's... Two. Okay, so Philly yeah. 2. Interesting. So And that's interesting, right? Because it's a rematch of the first ever scrimmage that we had, which was uh, Bethlehem Steel. First ever goal, I think that was... Um, oh, yeah, you there's some history it. for you. Yeah, and there was literally five years ago to like to the day, like three days ago. Um, it would be nice if they let us, you know, see the uh, preseason match if we're around. But who yeah. was the goal? I think the goal was by Shinya Kodono too. But random. Oh, anyway. there's a name you might remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and then they got another match against Richmond Kickers. I believe they're gonna do a slight open door to some season ticket holders to the James Madison scrimmage on the second of March. Um, so that's, that's interesting, but, uh, that's, that's it though. That's, that's what we have. So like, you know, a lot of questions still at depth, um, uh, mm-hmm. at center back, you know, left back along the back line. I think we've got, 
We got striking options. I think more are coming in as well with with Agnew. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of sums up like where we're at with the preseason with Loudon, just unknown on like the other factors, which right like is is the yeah. DC Academy. Yep, DC Academy and potential loans that might come in like you know sometime after this uh, podcast is published. Yeah, minutes. <sighs> Yeah, and uh, speaking of DCU Academy, I thought I'd also mention that, uh, you know, my frustrations that I am already put those in the last episode, so you can just hear that if you want. But uh, <laughs> just in the interest of just saving time and not going on another giant rant, I'm going to mention that uh, DCU Academy through uh, MLS Next, so at least for the U14, 15, and 17s, they put out the schedule for the next couple of months, and... Uh, I scrimmed, skimmed down the list and uh, got a handful of uh, home game dates, so to speak, for those who are willing to uh, get up in the morning and drive down to uh, Segra Field or very close by the Virginia Revolution soccer plex where uh, NISA team plays or NISL team plays. Excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, so somewhere between 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is usually when the three teams play. Uh, a Sunday, March 10th, they play the Philadelphia Union's uh, 14, 15, and 17 teams, respectively, at Segra. March 23rd, they play Orlando City's uh, teams at Segra. April 13th, after a bit of a gap where they play away games, they're playing uh, the New York Red Bulls at the Virginia Revolution Soccer Plex. And uh, April 20th, uh, Saturday, the U14s will be playing uh, West Virginia Academy team at Segra, whereas the 15s and 17s will be at the Virginia Revolution Soccer Plex playing against uh, Inter-Messi FC. You'll be surprised to know they have players that are not Messi or not Barcelona, who are still trying to make the team on their own. And uh, one other note for our Maryland-based uh, listeners out there. Uh, March 3rd, they're going to be playing the Baltimore Armor at Covenant Park in Ellicott City. So for those of you who don't feel like making the trek but are closer to the Maryland side of things, uh, see if you can make it out there and uh, you know show up, support the kids, and... Uh, Hopefully have a good time. Unless the rules have radically changed over the off season, it's you can still bring like uh, coffee, snack, uh, sign, a drum, something like that, and just show up whenever you want. Just you know, don't make an ass of yourself and ruin it for everyone else, and don't try to sneak into the you know press and scouts area. Other than that, it's relatively hands off with the rules of attendance. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, as you said, they've, well, we've got uh, plenty of uh, names that have yet to be revealed to fill out the uh, game day 18, let alone the full uh, unvarnished roster. And I uh, can't wait to see who shows. So like to those like folks who are, who are listening, who are hearing like these are the games coming up in the Academy games. What are some names other than the ones that maybe have featured already for Loudon, you know, or, or people have already seen their names? What are some other names that like maybe they should look out for? Um, like maybe just one or two, like uh, that you think there's potential with that maybe haven't been identified on a Loudon practice squad yet. Well, um, 
I believe that uh, you got Herman Argueta, who's, I believe, coming back onto the U-17 squad. There's, and along with uh, Jerry Lopez-Felix and uh, Damiola Olopona. Though, admittedly, I have to actually get to a game first to see <laughs> if they're uh, still playing with the U-17s now. And sure. uh, see who's uh, churned over onto the U-19s or heading for college. Yeah, and uh, so those are some, but those are some names to uh, keep in mind. Uh, Yaku Parada, Yaku Parada, Yaku Parada, who got uh, look with the Polish uh, U15 squad, might be coming back. Interesting. Yep, and uh, assuming he stuck around uh, in goalie, there's uh, Jason Guevara and uh, Cameron Marbury. Yeah, so who's uh, they've uh, gotten some looks from scouts in maryland and maybe a couple other colleges well i saw the maryland scout at least interesting okay so we'll see uh how that shows up very cool okay well is there anything else to cover on the the dc academy side um probably but as i've said i I still yeah. need to actually get to the games first sure. before sure. Uh, i don't want to sound ignorant but i also don't want to bs our audience here so yeah the only other thing I think I, I mentioned in the past and going back to Loudon real quick is that I believe there is uh, another signing that's probably in the future, which is a, a young Senegalese striker. I, I've, I've I've heard rumors that there's a U19 Senegalese striker also on the way in the door. Um, so maybe this international spot, roster spot opening or you know, trade uh, had to do with that and maybe he won't come until July. I don't know. But um, I've assumed he's been one of the trialists they've referred to. So, um, just sorry to make a quick throwback, but that's it. I think that's, I think that wraps up this episode. Um, you know, yeah. the, the hopes is as we're finishing up that we can get this thing edited and put out the door. So for <laughs> folks to listen to today on their way to, if they're going to make it to the, the Jersey unveiling, I know that some members of Loudon Stampede had a chance to be a part of media day and got a, uh, a sneak peek at that Jersey. I've heard good things. I've not seen mm -hmm. it. Um, I will be seeing it like uh, the, the rest of the season ticket holders this evening. In Capelli, we trust. In Capelli, Capelli, we trust, you know, I I've been disappointed in years past, so this is uh, I'm excited. Um, you, know, right. you can only go up. So either way, you know, much can be said about our seasons as well, but I think that wraps it up. You know, thanks to yep. everyone uh, as always for listening. We appreciate all of you who make it through every episode and get to the parts where we say goodbye. But yep. this is that part. So uh, farewell to you all. Thanks for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, hand yep. over to Adam. As always, I'm Adam Mendelovitz. Adam Davis. And this has been Next in Line, part of the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And as always, stay loud and united. Thanks, guys. <laughs>